Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Closed Traffic Podcast. You've got uh, your one and only Mick Salmon, a.k.a. Mike, along with the one and only futuristic about to purchase an aircraft. Whoops, did I let the cat out the bag? Johnny Green, Stalker Actual Gaming himself. What is going on, my man? Man, what's going on, man? Not a whole lot. Yeah, you totally let the cat out of the bag. I mean, the, the goose has been cooked. The eagle has landed. What other co-workers I can make up? All right, uh, but um, <laughs> no, man. Um, no, just just been just been doing my thing, and it's it's been crazy. So got to fly. I just gotta get this out of the way, and then we can finish. Start. We actually start the show. Um, got to fly <laughs> yesterday. You know, it was kind of a spare the moment thing. You know, it was like mm. the night before or a few beers. Talking with my buddy. Hey, man, let's go check out that plane. Cool. All right, so we did it. And uh, man, it was like really cool. You know. Um, you know, you really no matter it's like no matter how many times you do it, you know, getting up a month that rush miles, is man, always there, like, man. Yes, it's always there, bro. It'll never go and away. it's like, you know, it's like you can't really describe it in words. Like the only thing you think of is like, you know, if you're like a scientist and you finally come up with this breakthrough experiment, it's like fascinating. So that's all I can really <laughs> say the whole time is like fascinating. So I don't know, but um, I'm rambling. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Other than that, man, been it's been been good, bro. What about yourself? All good, man. Just busy with work and life and some real world flying myself. So can't complain. Can't complain. Things have been things have been great. But man, we we are here with the uh, first of all, we've got a guest on today's podcast. We should have said that in the intro. Or I should have said that in the intro. But we've yeah, got the you. one and only Gren Irie Bajan on the podcast with us today, a.k.a. You all know him as Mr. John. John, what's going on, man? Say hello to the people. Awo. Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, y'all know him as Awo in everyone's chat, man. When y'all see that, you know John has arrived. This has been a long time in the making, man. Like Long time. Long time. I was just joking before we got on the air. This should have been one of the first podcasts. But hey, we are here now with some shenanigans to ensue, I am sure. Fascinating. So let's... <laughs> let's <laughs> Let's get this show on the road. John, what's going on, man? Tell tell us about what you've been up to. What's on the horizon for you before we even get into the flight simming business, man? Like what's what's going on with you in terms of aviation and kind of your goals here in the next coming months, next coming year or so? Well, um at the moment not much thanks to COVID. Mm-hmm. Um I did for um, those that might not know, I did training up to commercial um, in the States, so I have a FAA certificate. And yep. I live in Europe, and the problem is that Europe does not accept anyone's license, full stop. Mm. Most places you go, you can do a flight test, and right. that's your conversion, and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Europe don't play it like that. So wow. <laughs> um, basically, to convert from FAA to EASA, which is mm-hmm. Echo Alpha Sierra Alpha, you have yeah. to do about a year of ground school, which includes 14 exams. And wait, 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 wait. What, how many? 14 exams. Wow. That's just the beginning. From there, there are some restrictions on the exams. It's a completely different process to what I went through when I was doing my FAA. FAA, mm-hmm. you can fly, 
you can do ground and when you're ready you can do your PPL exam your yep. instrument exam and then your um, commercial exam written form and right. then then you can do your check grade um, after that mm-hmm. over here now is the opposite you've got 14 exams to do if you're doing it as a complete package from zero to hero then mm-hmm. you can do flying along with it at different stages and stuff like that but in my case because I already have the flight hours I have to do the 14 exams and here's the kicker you have to do the 14 exams in six maximum attempts oh that's right that's right yep so, like, I remember you telling me that like so if you fail you've got the 14 exams broken down into at max you want to probably do it like 14 exams and broken down into three exams Mm-hmm. So that if you feel any, you can use um, other attempts that don't go past six. Wow. If you feel and your attempts go past six, regardless of what you have passed, it doesn't count. You got to do the whole thing all over. You got to pay for the whole course all over. Yo, wow. That's crazy. Crazy. On top of that, from the first exam that you start, you have up to 18 months after that pass to complete mm. everything. Or you do the whole thing all over again. Over again. Even wow. if you pass everything. Wow. So, um, I was supposed to be in Greece when um, March last year. Yeah, when COVID hit, I remember. When COVID hit. So that derailed me completely. And what I've decided to do, because I've had some complications as well, life, um, health-wise, so mm-hmm. I'm working on my health, and as soon as I'm able to get back my medical, I am going to go back to the States. I'm going to do um, my IPC. America. <laughs> yeah, America. <laughs> I'm going to do the IPC. I'm going to do my biannual. I'm going to get back currency on all the aircraft that I used to fly, the 172, the um, Duchess or probably a Piper Seminole, whichever the school might have. And then mm-hmm. I'm going to get my high performance endorsement. Nice. Once I have those done, then I'm going to come back to Europe and I am probably going to go back to Greece and try to get the ATPL. Um, that's the part I'm doing now. The ATPL, I'm going to get that done. Mm-hmm. And then I have to decide where I'm going to actually do the flight test. The good thing with Europe is that I can, as long as I'm in the EU, mm-hmm. I can do different parts, different places without worrying about it. As mm-hmm. as long as I don't go to the UK because with Brexit, that yeah. also set me back as well because I was doing the ATPL in the UK and they had to change. Wow. So lots, lots to do is just pretty much just trying to figure out what to do, what order to do it in, uh, what makes sense financially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that's, gosh, man, we talk about this all the time. Yeah. It's one of the challenges of getting any license, man. Mm. Your PPL on up is always about trying to figure out the best way to do it based on your specific situation mm-hmm. um, and your specific situation includes finances and includes where you are with life it includes you know f- you know what's going on with family 
It includes your health, like John just mentioned. So it's uh, it's that's why like when you finally get those ratings and you get those certificates, it's so rewarding, man. Because it really is. People don't realize the amount of work and effort that goes into obtaining this stuff. It's not easy, man. It's not easy. It's not easy even when the the road is you know paved smoothly for you when you've got all the money in the world you've got all the time in the world it makes it a lot more easier sure but even sure. then it's not easy because there's a lot of work you've got to put in towards achieving that and that's what makes it so airplane. rewarding outside of the airplane dude like there's a lot of studies i was talking with a couple people the other day man there was like here at least in the u.s like the the dropout rate is so high and that's because a lot of people come and say man i want to go fly an airplane right and then they go do their discovery flight and they're like, all right, it's kind of cool. It's for me. Usually, you know, right there or then, right? You got mm -hmm. a, a small percentage after that discovery flight. Be like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> after that, you know, people's like, all right, this is cool. Let me pursue it. And then you hand them <laughs> and, then you, and then you hand the them the far aim. <laughs> exactly. You, you hand them. Hand them the ACS. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Exactly, man. Yep. You hand them the 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 cost for ground school and all this other stuff and the amount of studying that you need to do, you know, when you're not at the school, when you're not in the aircraft, when you're home mm -hmm. and giving up certain things that, you know, you usually do on the weekends or do on, you know, on holidays. You're taking vacation from work to squeeze this stuff. In. It's a lot, yeah. man. You got to be dedicated and really want it. Got to um, keep so your eye John, on the I, price. I, yeah. I commend you, man. Like you've, like, we've been talking for a long time, man. We've been friends for a long time, and I know your journey and and some of the stuff you just mentioned, man. And I commend you for continuing to mm -hmm. push forward, man. Keep at it. Cheers. Despite the adversity. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Like to be training here and then. To go, yeah, dude, that's that's yeah, a I wouldn't lot. know where that's I was going or coming. Like, <laughs> man, <laughs> right? like, I was right? like, like, wait, what? If I had, <laughs> if I had to do this all over again, mm -hmm. there's not much that I would change, right? But I think that what I would have, what I would do different, is possibly not rush. Because mm. a lot of this that I'm in is because I rushed. Um, I was getting older and I saw like my life going away and I'm not getting where I wanted to be. And mm -hmm. I put my foot on the gas. And I mean, like there were certain things that happened that should have made me stop and take stock. And it's just like, you mm -hmm. know what? Slow down a little bit. It's going to reveal the way that you should go rather than forcing Force forcing your way because gotcha. if i had waited say just a one more year mm -hmm. i probably would have never done my training in the states and i would have done all of my training in Where europe yeah. and it would have been a completely different story and mm -hmm. a lot of people tend to do it the way that i did it persons that live in europe because they look at the money mm. that's the worst possible thing that you can do because when you look at money that's all you see you don't see all the potential obstacles that come after right what i have to do all these hoops that i have to jump through right now i wish i really wish <laughs> that i didn't have to do it and mm -hmm. even if 
I get all of it done in the time frame that I want to do that I've set uh, for myself now mm-hmm. there's the biggest challenge is human beings are not good at unlearning stuff once you have mm-hmm. learned stuff yep. as long as you remember it it's there and that's the biggest challenge I'm gonna have because I know that when I go into the States I know that I've got my different types of airspace. I've got my E, I've got my D, my CB to stay away from, like around Atlanta, um, Hartsfield, and those big, busy airports. And then when I get to 18,000, I'm in A class. Mm-hmm. It's not the same way in Europe. Really? Um, I didn't know that. No. You've got different transition levels for different regions different regions oh if you're coming out of um say for example germany mm-hmm. you've got a transition level of about six thousand. right right i knew the transition levels varied across eu but i didn't realize the airspaces so what's what's heathrow what what kind of airspace equivalent to a class bravo would you call heathrow <sighs> You got me there. I ain't got that far, <laughs> but <laughs> I meant I meant in I meant in terms of even if you have the E, you know that the E is probably going to be the lowest in the states. You probably yeah yeah you probably w- wouldn't have E because I haven't flown that much here. Everything that I've flown here has been around the airport. Got but um, from the time that you hit, say for example, six thousand in Germany, yeah, the minute that you go above that, you're in A space. Interesting. Yeah, so, our, our bottom is class G, right? That's fully uncontrolled up to yeah. 700. Yeah. And then 700 and above is, is your E. Compared. And then you've got your 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 Deltas and your Charlies and your Bravo. I had no idea Europe wasn't set up like that. Every country, and that's probably, I want to say that that's probably why they won't accept the license from everywhere because it's a completely mm. different way mm. of flying. Um yep. In the States, again, 1,500 hours, you do your ATP, and Mm -hmm. you get hired on an aircraft. Um, You can't, not anymore since the, what was it, the Colgan, I think it was the Colgan disaster? Colgan, yeah. Yeah, since then, you can't can't get your line ops unless you've got an ATP. And then they change it recently where you've got to do a certain amount of training um, on the ATP, I think SIM might be included. Um, don't hold me to that. Um, I, SIM is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, over here, you can come straight out of flight school and get onto a jet. But you already have, yeah. had, you would have already have had to study for your um, captaincy. Commercial. Mm. Captaincy. So you would have what they call a frozen ATPL at 190 hours. So wow. it's completely different um, dynamic over here. And sometimes things that you might be accustomed to because you've done all of that training over at modern months in the States. And then to start back pretty much from square one, but doing it in Europe, it throws you for a loop. I mean, I, I already had an instructor. He was like, you're not in America. <laughs> and it took me <laughs> back. And he's right. Wow. Um, I thought he was a bit rude, but he was right. Stop mm. thinking like how I was thinking when I'm in America because it can put me in trouble. That's so tough, man. That's that's tough. You're right, man. I was watching. There's a show, and I don't think they make it anymore. It was really cool, man. It was uh, Inside the Cockpit featuring Easy, Easy Jet. Easy Jet. 
yeah we were following those cadets man it was a lot of them were so young to be first officers on an airbus like you wouldn't see that here in the states nah, very rarely, if features. <laughs> it, yeah man some of these kids were like 19 like you about, you about to be a what first yeah. officer and what well you know, it's, so you know it's it, changing that's right now. out of cadet school you, you say it's changing to be that way it's, here it's too it's changing well i mean they're i mean used to i mean you start, you know 19 you know 20 years yeah. old you start on yeah. turboprops but you know now there are no turboprops there are rj's so regardless you're still getting turbantime yeah but those now. guys are those guys are going to the regionals first mm-hmm these guys are you talking are going, about going mainline yeah these guys are 18 20 years old going mainline what? international yeah, yeah. 19 right you're pulling around the a330 on virgin atlantic or dreamliner yep. it's Dang. insane but to john's point their rules and the amount of effort and studying and training and money <laughs> that you money. put in to get to that point is 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 rigorous man mm. those folks that are at that point only at 19 20 years old out of cadet school and out of all that have already put in a hundred and something yeah. you know thousand pounds yeah. based on what i saw yep so because at that point now they're just wait, working on their type rating that's it's, it yeah because they learn so much in in cadet school they go over so much so it's a big difference man between the between the the countries and you know a different part of the west versus east if you will big difference and like i said man i commend you for that cheers but but yeah man that's that's uh that's real world flying and stuff man i know that people are 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 definitely eager to get our take and our uh hot take if you will on <laughs> some of the things that have been going on across the flight sim community uh shots fired <laughs> We, we definitely want to start with, well, first of all, you do some, you know, like Johnny, you also do some beta testing and I'll let you tell the people, you know, to the extent of what you want to tell them based on the NDAs that you have and whatnot, but tell the people a little bit about some of the testing that you do as it relates to uh, flight simming and then we can go into the other thing. Okay. Um, I beta test for FS2 crew and... Uh, I can't really remember when it did start. Um, I want to say it's probably about. Yeah, it was a while. Yeah, I remember that? Maybe. It was a while. Uh, almost two years, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, but basically, we FS2 Crew has different products to up the immersion level in the vanilla sim. Basically, um, you've got the traditional FS2 Crew, which is your first officer. Um, you've got that for P3D. You've also got it for um, MFS, mm -hmm. Microsoft Flight Simulator. The current version that they have in Microsoft Flight Simulator is button only. Whereas in P3D, you've got it for um, FS Labs, my favorite. Um, you've got it for <laughs> PMDG. Yeah, I had to put that in there. Um, oh, I know. <laughs> you've got it for uh, the Dash 8, Majestic Dash 8. You've got it for TFDI. And you've also got it for the CRJ. In MFS, we have FS2 Crew um, button version for the Fly-By-Wire A320. Oh. Um, the Neo. Mm -hmm. And I'm currently testing the um, voice version that will be released um, pretty shortly. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Too cool. Yes, yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. FS2 crew, man, like, 
I remember the first time I got into it with the, I think it was the first one I ever had was for the PMD, uh, PMDG 737. It just adds a whole new level of immersion, man. It really makes you feel like you're simulating airliner ops. And that was kind of before you got the shared cockpit and all that stuff. Like that was the way to go FS2 crew. So I love it. I don't use it too much these days because I don't fly P3D that much. And then for um, FS2020, I haven't really gotten into it yet for the for the uh, fly-by-wire, but definitely looking to uh, get back into it. But it's been a lifesaver for me as well with that 747. For some reason, I could never get the the fuel tank's balance, man. Like, I hit John up every time. I, I sent him screenshots like, yo, what the hell is wrong with this? Thing? I can never get it balanced, bro. Never. So I, I rely on FS2 crew a lot with that too, man. But yeah, it's awesome. And it's, it's cool that you get to test it. I tell yeah. y'all what, like I listen to, uh, I listen to Mike on stream and, you know, with his flows and you, you can tell a lot of that has came from FS2 crew. FS2 crew, man. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. like, good Lord. Like, I don't know if I'm watching this guy stream are watching them on the sim check right like i mean everything like you hear i mean other than like the little nuances for a turbo prop everything i hear if i close my eyes is just you know a straight up flashback you know of utilizing actual crm yeah and you just you don't get that anywhere else you know and yeah kudos to fs2 crew for that man just just amazing amazing work i'm talking about my man mike's calls are solid, solid. <laughs> definitely like, somebody write this man a check because he is over here all, I mean, all man. from that man like, <laughs> besides youtube videos but you know fs2 crew man is where you pick it up john the same way man you watch john Hey, we're gonna get oh, back yeah. into that man because he needs to stop putting up more recordings and streams. Yeah, we go no, we gonna really. get we'll him, put later. him on blast about that. We're gonna put him on blast that. later. But yeah, you watch his two man by the book. This guy by man. the book. I th- I think that's that's what it's all about. I mean, like, there's only so much that you can do with a simulator and mm-hmm. not feel like it's just another game. And I guess mm-hmm. that's why they hear on pe- the back of people nets raised when people call it a game because <laughs> with a game it's kind of one dimensional you can only go so far in a game you read it and then you you start all over whereas with yeah. flight sim it's more of creating an experience and a lot of these people that that have flight simulators there is a very very small percentage that looks at it as a game they just want mm-hmm. to take something that looks fancy up in the air bring it back yep. down and they get their jollies off of that but yep. the majority of these sims um, the simmers, when they sit down in their virtual cockpit, they want to see themselves as they're being the pilot. They want to feel that kind of atmosphere, if you will. And I can tell you, you, you know already because you you would see that the majority of the time I'm flying FS Labs. And I'm not saying I have no affiliation with FS Labs. Um, so... They have no idea what I'm saying right now. <laughs> I'm not telling anybody to go and buy FS Labs. Um, but they have, on their own, added a level of immersion to the flight simulation that even if you don't have FS2 crew, you still feel that you are actually in airline ops. Oh, <laughs> 
I'm gonna be laughing because Johnny giving me the eye. Like he's, we gonna get into labs in a second, man, because it's bursting to come out. But yeah, at the, by the end of this, by the end of this podcast, y'all gonna have me purchasing these sharklets. I feel it. I feel it, man. Cause, and you did this on purpose, man. You notice how Johnny started his morning with doing a sharklet stream. <laughs> I just know that for was you, just Mike. for me. You know, know what, bro? Like, you know I normally crack, don't stream. Crack a dog. Just for you. When you say, when you say that you ain't getting something. And I got it. I'm I like, gotta get it. <laughs> it's only gonna be a matter of time. And when you get it, you're John never gonna it. live it down. Every single stream that you do with it, I'm gonna remind you, isn't this the man that say he ain't getting this? <laughs> All right. Oh man. Oh, man. Let me just I might as well just pull up the website here on the side <laughs> and just have it ready for later. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Man, oh, man. Uh, they put what? their foot in it, man. Like the freaking that you know, air, it's just so phenomenal, man. It's but just you, so phenomenal. You, you got rid of P3D for a while, and I you did came it back. Twice. <laughs> twice. twice. You weren't coming back, but you came back. I sure did. So it's only and a matter P3D of time. P3D welcomed you, you with open arms. <laughs> did they not? Yeah, yeah. It sure did. Just a matter of time. It's, it's, it's because like you and Johnny say, man, like the fidelity of, of, of aircrafts, you're not getting across any other sim. X-Plane by far the best flight dynamics. Absolutely. We, I, I'll give X-Plane that. Absolutely. But the level of simulation, to your point, John, that was a great analogy, man. I, we always talk about this sim versus game analogy. That's the first time I've ever heard someone really classify it in that way when you think about a game it's very one-dimensional like you you play it and some games especially nowadays they've they've gotten creative in terms they of attempt to. different outcomes or they try mm-hmm. to you know but it's still it's still finite at the end of the day mm-hmm. yeah when you're in a flight sim and you're simulating flight sim to the degree that we are able to today with all of the add-ons from the aircraft all the way to the weather none of your flights are going to be the same just like out in the real world, every flight is going to be different. Even if it's in the slightest, it is going to be different. And you can't really say that about a game. So that was spot on, John. But yeah, man, you guys are right, man. I keep coming back to P3D because that it's just it's just done so well. It's just done so well. And every time I get back into it, you just you just feel it. Like you look outside and you're like, oh, it's not as pretty as yes, as FS2020 or X Plane with Ortho. But when you start hitting them switches, man, and 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 and, and, and freaking simulating a cars and AOC and watching the people walk on the plane with GSX, basically this, when you start simulating stuff, wait, yeah. exactly. Let me tell you something, right? You can't get it. Yep. <laughs> Let me tell you something. When I've got my own man cave, I've got my setup. It's not as fancy as some guys with your um, real cockpit with your seven three seven stuff. But I I got my little. I got my little car, my little piece of heaven here. <laughs> and usually I've got the, depending on when I fly, I'll have the door open if it's during the day or I'll have the um, door closed, like if it's late now when the family's sleeping. Mm-hmm. And every now and then my wife, she'll knock on the door and she's like, you're recording, you're recording. And sometimes we got to be like, yeah, I just got my flight air hostess right here. Just let me open the door so she can come in. <laughs> I mean, like... I am so immersed into the experience uh-huh. that I am literally living the tree. You're like, yeah. I remember um, once I was going into, I think, I, I, I want to say I was doing the flight with you. I, I think it was with you and Travon. 
mm-hmm. we did um a flight from Mississippi and we were going somewhere in the states and at that time I was new to um FS Labs and uh-huh. they had some really bad weather above the airport that we were going in and I was sweating I couldn't use the autopilot <laughs> And I remember that man I remember that I was sweating and I was fighting this plane going down and I was like my gosh <laughs> when I got down on the ground the um the ATC he was like really want to park and I was like I really don't care right now anywhere, <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> I was so exhausted but it was so the with the active sky yeah, um, injecting the weather to that extent and yep. the autopilot just can't handle what Active Sky was throwing at it. I was mm-hmm. so into it. I was like a captain. I was like, I don't want to say I was like the guy that landed on the Hudson. I came close to that. <laughs> but, Man, pull <pulled> Sully. <laughs> yeah, but um, it was it was so intense that I want to say it's probably my most memorable experience because of how immersive everything was from the weather, the turbulence, the handling of the aircraft, ATC. Mm-hmm. It is probably one of my best experiences in flight sim. And that is what I think um, when developers make their products, mm-hmm. at least they should experience this firsthand so they can say, well, look, this might be done a different way to elevate the experience that us simmers actually have because that's at the end of the day is what's going to keep business going to them keep their experience richer for us and challenge all the developers not only for the add-ons but the sims themselves to make it raise the better yeah oh yeah and you know you made a really good point john it's all about selling an experience. You know, no one, at the end of the day, no one really cares about, wait, what is this? Let me look here. Um, let's see. EL, ELAC L97 plus computers, <laughs> uh, load, elevate, you know, like no Bats. one, no one even processes that. But when you load up the airplane and, you know, you're like, I don't know what's going on, but I know I'm getting a legit experience. It feels like I'm handling a highly automated airliner. And, you know, like, for example, like you, you'll view back into the passenger cabin. You got the passenger sounds. And mm, like, I'll, oh. I just, you know, I would have just taken a, an American flight on A319, you know, the other week. And it sounds just exactly. like it. You know, even, even BSS Soundpack hasn't been able to capture had, what FS Labs no, has no. done. And man. I own them. You know, I, I yep. own them all. Same. It's on your heartstrings, man. You know, it, it, sure it does. does. It does. It really just pulls you in. And, you know, let's just go ahead and dive right into it, guys. Might as well, kinda, man. Let's, yeah, we're the kind of, we might as well, it, man. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, and, and, and I'm going to say this. I'm going I'm to I'm pass the mic to uh Mike, no pun intended. Anyway, Mike to Mike. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, so we all know FS Labs dropped the uh, sharklets here for the A three nine A three twenty X dash SL and A three twenty one X dash dash XL SL zero mm-hmm. lima. Yeah. So, and um, so you know, I I, I see, and I, it just so happened to be I have to be off that day, and so just so happened, just so <laughs> happened, right? 
and I look, I'm like, oh, check this out. So they never really, I never really saw a price. And I was looking, I was like, man, you know, because I'm, you know, uh, the guys know I'm not really, not much of an Airbus guy, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, I was looking. That's what and I, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you know, I know how, you know, how strong, how strongly Mike felt about the whole Sharklet situation. And I was like, man, let me look at this price here. So guys, I'm, I'm, I'm on the website right now. The, um, if you were to purchase, for example, the A321X right now, the X-SL, it'll run you $59 US. Uh, if you were purchased the A321X-SL, that's Sierra Lima, it will run you $59 US. Now, if you are to purchase the whole bundle, right, um, it'll run you about $79. So, immediately, the forums just explode with, you know, <laughs> how are they charging $59 for sharklets, you know, blah, blah, you know, like, I, it's just, that's what you, and I'm not going to lie, I was a little taken aback for a minute as well, I'm like, well, I know they, you know, they did some other things, you know, this, this, and that, or whatever, the sharklets, and really, I was like, man, I'm like, you know what, and at first I thought it was Mike, I was like, man, I was like, I know Mike was like, let me go ahead and get it, <laughs> I picked it up. And uh, Gary thinks so. Uh, I loaded 5.1 up just for this. I, I threw it back on there because I knew my frames were going to be trash in 4.5. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you guys, just in the amount of work they've done in the EFB alone. Is worth the 59? They, they could sell it for 59. Wow. I mean, just in, and I think I'm more blown away because, you know, I kind of have an idea of what they did to make that happen. Dude, you're mm-hmm. talking hundreds of hours. Hundreds of hours. Of, of developer developer now. I mean, hands down, and we're not even talking about sharklets. Wow, you know. Um, and again, you know, like and I, I think I said that stream. Now, would I just go and buy P3D just you for know, it? Just for it? Uh, no, probably not. Especially if you got Tolus. I mean, Tolus is a solid solid option, you know. Mm-hmm. But we all know FS Labs track record. Track record. We all know the track record. We all know that pretty much everything that they've dropped has been solid. And again, you know, I don't know what's going on in the back end, but I know this is the closest approx- approximation to an Airbus I can get on my desktop PC. Yep. Bar none. Nice. Bar none. Yep, that's true. Uh, no one, no one has. I wouldn't say come close. P3D or P3 PMDG. They used to hold that bar for a long time. They used to, man. They used to. But they've. Uh, we could talk about them later too. Cause I got mm-hmm. some ice for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> but I, I got. Me and you both. I think. But yeah, go ahead, John. I I think um I too was. I was on the fence because. You might hike me up on the the shark. Was, yeah, bro, I was yeah, their biggest fan. Up, I, I was their like biggest him. I was fan like, for this. I know. I remember John saying, "Like, man, I, I don't really fly sharkless. The wing fences are fine by itself." And I'm like, John, I'm telling you, there's you. No one flies the Airbuses that much like that without the wing fences. That experience with the sharklets is something different. And he was like, "Nah, we'll see." Like, nah, and how the roles reversed, man. Yep, what yeah. <laughs> a tangled back beef. So Johnny actually messaged me. Now this is strange because. <laughs> oh, here I, we go. I, 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 I tell you going. what, this is strange. Um, every single day, when I go on my computer, first thing I do, FS Lab forums. 
and for the last <laughs> three to four weeks every single day because I, I take my daughter to school she goes to school for eight o'clock so I'm on mm-hmm. my computer for about 7 45 mm-hmm. every single day religiously I go on that website and all I'm seeing is March 31st for the last update you know the top announcement where <laughs> yeah yep. right for my left wrist yep March okay. 31st yep. March 31st I was like dang it it's still not here and it's like all right you know what and this one particular morning, I, I think I woke up late and I didn't, I didn't look. I took my daughter to school, I came back home, and I didn't even go on the computer. And then Johnny sent me a message and it's like, Charlotte's dry. I was like, nah, you lie. You lie. Nah. <laughs> oh, man, I was like a kid in the camp. I was like, <laughs> I was like nah, you lying. So I was like, this man just, pl- this man just playing with my emotions at this, this time of the day. I was like, nah, he can't be real. I was like, every single day looking for this thing and they can't find it. <laughs> So I go on the website and I I message I message Johnny. I was like, what's the cost? He told me the cost and I said like, Ooh Yep. And That's it stung, man. And I it's I think even before looking at them, I think the price was worth it. But mm. what had me on the fence was in my opinion, and you'll get this from some developers as well, mm-hmm. P3D is dying. It is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only reason that P3D is still alive is because you have a lot of continuity as it relates to your add-on scenery and to a certain extent, some of the aircrafts from V4 your aircraft you don't have to buy pmdg anymore so right to v5 and it might happen with v6 whenever that comes you might be able to continue with the purchases to some point when mfs um rolled out i like everybody else was very excited about it and i had decided that mfs was going to be my sim of choice and then I remember that. And then I started <laughs> flying the Asobo um, <laughs> Neo, and then it was like hard pass, <laughs> hard pass, concrete, granite, concrete, whatever granite pass. It's a pass. <laughs> so I kept MFS for um, VFR flying. I was flying the hell out of VFR on that thing. <laughs> but we all were. when it came to the 320. Uh, I was only on the 172 and I did a couple flights with the demo but I bought the Deluxe don't even get me started on that I bought the Deluxe oh my and all I'm flying on this thing is a Cessna 172 <laughs> And it's so funny to me because I got the standard version of everything. And you keep reminding us. And I'm, I am steamed because Johnny did Johnny going knew, bro. He knew. He set us up. He like, man, I do this for a living, bro. I, I'm telling you, it's not going to be what they saying it's going to be. So I'll go ahead and get the Lux and I'm going to stick with this basic. I got a Dreamliner that's more of a nightmare liner. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Man, I watched Mike Street that Dreamliner, dude. And- it's an epic feel. <laughs> epic. And Yo, that thing, that thing didn't even want to follow a, a route, bro. Like, forget putting in a flight plan. It wouldn't even fly far. straight. My, my, my frames tanked on the thing at the gate, and I just like, yeah, this not happening. But 
I thought that P3D was going to be replaced by MFS quicker than what is actually happening. So oh. I said, you know what, I'm going to hold off of buying anything for MFS and I'm just going to use the VFR. And then um, you introduced me, Mike, you introduced me to the fly-by-wire, but mm-hmm. I didn't ask enough questions and I always flew the stable version. And in the uh, early stages of the fly-by-wire, oh my gosh, I just, I just couldn't. The, I had a plane that was <laughs> full of ice. <laughs> I had ghost pilots in the cockpit. <laughs> and then trying to land the thing was more stressful than anything else. And that's the best part for me, landing the airplane. Taking off yeah. is easy. You just point and it goes. But the challenge with crosswinds and stuff, so... Ideally, I would have moved over from P3D um, as soon as MFS launched. But Fly-By-Wire has gotten better. You've now got the CRJ. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You've got the CRJ there now. Now FS2 crew is coming. So it's more enjoyable for me now to fly MFS than it was a few months back. So right. I had the mindset that when I start buying stuff for MFS is when they stop buying stuff for P3D. And we heard about the short lips both years ago. Years. Man, that's that. So, I'm gonna let you finish, bro. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, if it came back then, I would I probably would have jumped straight over the gung-ho, yeah. But seeing mm-hmm. that how MFS has progressed, I was more on the fence now because $79 dollars and actually it ended up being something like i don't want to lie i think it ended up being 84 euros euros. for me yeah so um 84 euros for the shark lets for something that i probably won't fly for much longer because with the all i need is voice fs2 crew fly by wire and i'm gone (laughs) <laughs> but I just spent I just spent eighty four euros on sharklets, and I can't justify just spending eighty four euros today and then tomorrow not use it at least some of it. Exactly. So yep. that's why I was more on the fence. I knew it was going to be paid for. I didn't expect the mm-hmm. price to the be price. that high because me neither, bro. I was looking at um. PMDG, what they were selling their add-ons for, like the BBJ and stuff, and it was like $25, so um, I was like they'll probably sell it within the same price range or yeah. something like Which that. Which I could, I could understand that, 25 bucks. But yeah. I am I am the kind of person that I, I try very, very hard never to price people work. Yeah, I know that. And I actually, I'm not proud of it, but I actually commented on someone that was griping about the FS Labs yesterday in the mm-hmm. in the group, and a lot of people in the sim community have privileges. We are very privileged, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we take it as a right when it's not. If you go into any store and you buy a video game whether it be playstation whether it be nintendo or whatever is out there these days Mm -hmm. if you buy a game 
That's it. <laughs> then part one, part two, part three come. That's it. You pay for it again. With paid DLC. And that's not how it is in the sim community for most developers. They will make a product and they only get paid for that product once. And then they roll out updates over and over and over. And right. that takes a lot of man hours. And they're not getting paid. And what I had said was that basically if you look at the track record for FS Labs, they're probably the most religious at updates. Every three months or so, they release an update that changes something on the aircraft. And you don't pay for that. They got to pay to do that work. They pay people right. to do that work. And we get it for free. And do that four times a year for the last three or four years. They haven't gotten paid for that. So, mm-hmm. I, while it might feel a bit steep to me coming out of my pocket all at once, and it's easy to say, oh, just for a piece of metal to put on on the end of the wings, that's not actually, <laughs> that's, that's why, I, I kid you not, that is what I saw, and it actually, mm-hmm. yeah. it actually rubs something in me, because mm. outside of the testing with FS2 crew in my last job, I used to do testing, and I was more immersed in that experience than with the FS2 crew beta testing because I had nothing to do with code with um, FS2 crew. Whereas in my prior job, we got down into the nitty gritty of it. And mm-hmm. um, I used to work at Apple and basically everything they're doing on their websites and stuff, we have to test that as persons that work with the website before anybody can sign off for it. And just one one single thing on that website, just, move, just changing one single thing can cause that whole website not to work. Yep, yep. And when something as complex as an airliner that relying on so many different messages all at once into a computer and they break something on that, is a headache just trying to correct everything Track for down. breaking yeah. something again yeah. and people that are doing that religiously for a whole year are not charging anything for it i i can look at it from the standpoint that yeah it's a lot of money all at once but if you look at what these people are doing these people have families they're not doing this for fun this is not a hobby this is their job mm-hmm. they have families to feed um so I try not to look at it from the aspect that I am paying out all this money. Yeah, it hurts sometimes. I kid you not. Sometimes it does. Sometimes my wallet we look at it. Are you kidding me? You just you just (laughs) took something from me earlier and you know I got fish. I got fish and I got planes and they're both equally expensive. So so I try not to price people's stuff and just respect that they did a lot of work and I, I told the person yesterday, look, if it's too expensive, buy the one that you can afford. Yep. If you can't afford any, don't buy it all at all. And the event down the line about how things cost in there. I say, I'm not hearing that. You can't afford it, leave it. But these people yep. work and they deserve to be paid for their work. So we, though privilege, is not a right. And I'm happy for the privilege because I can't pay for updates all the time. But <laughs> this one, 
I would tell you it's worth it. And the minute I know you can push that button there to purchase Mike. Yeah, I mean you. So when All you right, do, there, we'll here. <laughs> when you do, you can hear this little birdie singing in your ear all the time. <laughs> all the time. I'm telling you, and John, man, brother, you hit the nail on the head. I do it. I mean, I'm in software development, and I do it because I'm not gonna lie. When I looked on there, and I seen sixty, I'm like. Fifty nine dollars a month, like almost a PS five game, bro. <laughs> For chocolates, you know. But then when you think about it, guys, so should just let's just sit back and think of what's going on. They took so mind you, Airbus Industries pays software developers to write their avionics software, right? Yeah. They have taken that and put it within a piece of software. Think about that for a minute. I mean, that's like. I mean, that's a feat, you know, all in its own. itself. Yeah. On yeah. its own. And to include all the systems, the variations in temperatures, simulating the movement of pneumatic pressure, like all these things are going on. And, and wait a minute, now we're getting free updates? You know, and, and uh, again, I do the same thing because I was, I was, I was totally sticker shot. But, you know, I sat there. And I'm on the announcements page now, and that's kind of rolled through the updates, you know, that we were getting, you know. And mind you, um, these guys, and you're right, John, like, they're straight, they're paying people. Like, for example, July 28th, man, they had a job opening, a job yeah. opening. Not it's not volunteer, volunteer, it's job openings. They job pay opening. you. They pay you. Yeah. And so, you know, and then, you know, I, I get out of my, my sticker shock and kind of look at it. Yeah, let me go ahead and pick this up, man. Because you because you know between labs, labs is just one of those names to where you know when you hit that purchase button, you're getting something solid. And I mean much just, worse than what you're actually paying for. Because absolutely. I can tell you that for all of the add-ons that I have, labs is the most expensive beyond mm-hmm. a shadow of a doubt. I just calculated it. I just calculated it. For me, I spent I have spent three hundred and sixty five dollars on FS Labs alone. On Labs alone. Yep. yep. Same and here because I, I just clicked. I just clicked the three twenty one XSL. If, <laughs> <laughs> look at that! You know you were shame. You could have made it to the podcast. But my, you know, again, bro. Yeah, you know, I know, I know. We were kind of jaded about you know the fact that they took as long as they did. But yeah, well, you know, I'm just finish before just I kinda, go into my speech, Just kind of looking at it, you know, I think they've, you know, they, I think they were a little short staffed on top of that because they they were trying to pick somebody up last year, mm. you know. So, and and again, you know, I'm just I'm playing around with the EFB and guys, I've never seen, you know, you guys know I love my Mad Dog, love the Mad Dog ads. The EFB on the Mad Dog isn't as fluid as that. I mean, Johnny, just, just, you just can't, can't hold a stick to it. I sent yes, a sir. picture to Mike yesterday, and this is what I said. They, <laughs> they made Navigraph look better than Navigraph themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I was taxing the aircraft, and I was following where I was going on um, the EFB. The EFB, mm-hmm. you can't do that. I shut down, do I shut down Navigraph. I just shut like, down. Just, just, just shut, th- throw it away. Yeah. We, we, we are going through a divorce now. I'm just like... It's, I was, that's, it's unreal. That's was t- yeah. That's what I was telling John, man. I'm like, you know, I think I messaged you yesterday, bro. I'm like, you literally do not have to go outside of the sim. Like, 
to to set up for a flight at all. Listen, don't cue Mike. My my <laughs> gripe, cue me now, man. Yeah, yeah, cue Mike. I'm hearing what y'all saying. I've been listening, and I I'm in full agreement. First of all, John, that makes total sense. Like, and I fall. You know, I, I, I'm ashamed to say I kind of fall into that sometimes as well. And I need to take a step back and be like, listen, man, and I'm, I'm not in software development, but I manage a team of developers for what I do at work. So I get it. I get the amount of work that goes into developing software and delivering products. And no one is arguing, you know, the the quality of work that FS Labs does, man. We've always said they're top notch. I've never, never doubted that. And I'm not even really arguing the price point. I think the price point is a sticker shot to your point, John, for me as well, is because mentally for a little bit, uh, I've, I've already moved on to FS 2020 as this is going to be my future sim. So any investment that I make in flight simming, it's going to be towards FS 2020. That's why it's a little bit of a sticker shot. But other than that, I think it's well worth the price from what I've seen and from what you guys have debuted and demoed. Here is my gripe. The length of time that they took to deliver this product. And I know they weren't just slapping sharklets onto the wings, mm -hmm. but that's what they initially came to us with. That's what they pitched to the community. Now, they're the they're the company, they're the developers. They have every right to kind of move the goalposts and to kind of say, hey, the product is now going to have A, B, C, and D instead of just A, B, C. I get it. But folks like myself were waiting forever for just sharklets, man. Because like I said, here in the States, many of the Airbuses that you see today are not wing fenced. Your 319s and some of the 320s, sure. But it, and I think American still sends a little bit of the 321 wing fence. But everyone else, you got to look from everyone else is flying the sharklets. We talked about immersion just a second ago. You want to be fully immersed and really feel like you're flying those aircrafts. I'm flying JetBlue Mint with a wing fence. Like, no, <laughs> that, 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 it doesn't make sense. And that's why folks like myself were so eager to, to get our hands on those sharklets and they just took forever. The second thing was, dude, they continued to release pictures and videos and trailers after trailers after videos and pictures for the last two years. I, I can go back and find you all the, the coverage from FS Elite and all the other folks that were covering it and even on their forums they had their beta testers sending that thing on vatsim a year ago if mm -hmm. not a year and a half ago so clearly an aspect of it was ready enough for it to have flown and again i know they are a, a top-notch developer and they don't want to release subpar product to the community and i get it but i'm telling you the community would have been happy enough if it was just the sharklets and all of the kind of the avionics that went behind the sharklets. I won't ever know. And they probably won't ever tell us either kind of the, the length of time um, that it took to deliver this product based on when they said, okay, let's, let's introduce the EFB now. Mm -hmm. Cause I really feel like that's what slowed them down. I really feel like that's what the delay was last, but not least, we're just looking for a little bit of transparency, man. Again, I get it. It's your company. You do what you want. You have the right to release certain things. You have the right to not release certain things. Another aspect of it of it is, hey, you've got competitors, right? And at the end of the day, you don't want your competitors knowing what you're doing off the back. But we're talking about this very niche flight sim community. Extremely I think niche. a little bit. Exactly. So it's Within not like you niche. got. 
exactly so it's not like you've got a hundred developers and companies out there competing against you for airbus so my thing is like a little bit of transparency would have gone a long way and that's kind of always been my thing with fs labs since day one they're they out of all the companies out there and pmdg is behind them as well they're they're a little tight-lipped and i get it to a degree but we're also paying customers man i feel like a little bit of transparency would have would have kind of helped soften the blow as it relates to the pricing that folks were seeing here and that's why you continue to see those arguments or the, and those those comments around 69 dollars for some sharklets because that's what they sold it to us as when they were marketing it and saying they were going to release it two years ago what? they decided to add that efb later and maybe they they didn't maybe that was always the plan but they didn't tell us so that's the thing that folks have in the back of their mind is i've been waiting for sharklets here are the sharklets it's 69 dollars. what makes no sense so again I, I i love them i will continue to buy from them i just did 30 seconds ago so <laughs> you know I'm, I'm, I'm talking but at the same at the same time like i'm not saying they're they're perfect either because i think they still have room as it relates to being transparent with their their community and with, and with folks that's purchasing their products i extend the expectation for the customer basically yeah that's I, it bro yeah i think i i understand where you're coming from and i want to speak to two things the first part is about um expectations and what i have seen firsthand is that i'm not even going to go into people constantly asking when it's coming and stuff like that. I'm not even going to touch that. But what I have witnessed myself, and I'm not going to mention developers um, at this point, but I have seen a developer say that they're going to do something. Mm -hmm. And another developer, all of a sudden, was doing the exact same thing. And mm. it spooked. It spooked the developer. So much now, they will not say too much about what is going to come. That's one. And mm -hmm. you did you did you did mention that. And at the end of the day, developers, you say that we are paying customers, but the developers need to make sure that that money comes to them rather than going to someone else. And sometimes keeping mum is the only way that they keep that competitive edge, at least for a couple of months until someone copies it or does mm -hmm. something that is similar. Um, I think there's only one add-on in my whole same um, life that no let me let me correct that there are two but there's only one that was paid that no one can figure how to copy it and that was FS passengers packets come close to it yeah. but FS passengers no one have been able to um, do and I think the guy has given up on it um, right. the other one was a free add-on which was for FSS, which was the, I can't remember the exact name, it escapes me, but it's what we used to do our recordings with on, oh. FS, on FSX. And, FS and Recorder or something like that? I, yeah, 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 I want to say it's FS Recorder. And unfortunately, <laughs> yep. the gentleman that developed it took the secret to the grave with him. So mm. that's why we don't have a proper recorder these days. Ah, that's true. Yeah, and true. no one has been able to copy those two add-ons but for everything else it, it is a very niche market as you mentioned and 
some developers want to maintain that advantage where they can ensure that your money is coming to them rather than going to somebody else that has a similar product as theirs. So I can understand why they don't do it for that aspect. The other thing is something that actually happened to me um, recently. I don't think I'm going to get in trouble for saying this because I actually saw him mention it. He didn't call names, but when I was doing um, some testing, mm -hmm. I made the comment that I prefer labs. I made that comment and it mm -hmm. got the developer to thinking, thinking so much that he decided that he wasn't going to release his product straight away. He mm -hmm. going to change some stuff. So it could have been for all intensive purposes that FS Labs planned to release it, but it could have been that something might have popped up and caused them to say, you know what, let's go back at this and change certain things. Because mm -hmm. if if that developer had released that product as it was, yes, it would have sell, but how much? Mm -hmm. How many companies can come after? How many comparisons? But now that he's gone back to the drawing board with it mm -hmm. I believe that when he releases it the support the the sales because that's what it all comes down to mm -hmm. the sales that he's going to get is going to be a lot more than if he had released it as it was so yeah I, I get where you're coming from it's good to know and have a reasonable time frame for certain things but why you might not have a Airbus developer on P3D besides Aerosoft and FS Labs and they're for two different markets. Mm -hmm. There are certain features that are shared across like the EFB and stuff like that. So they might just want to keep that close to their chest. I don't know. I'm just putting stuff. Yeah, up. no, sure, I, sure, I think sure. I think that makes sense. I think your argument is spot on in absolute and in terms of like the principle of it, but at the end of the it's day, man, know, we, yeah. all, we we all know no one is touching FS Labs. <laughs> like they could come out tomorrow and be like, "We're building an A380," and and everyone can scramble all they want, and they will never be able to come close to FS Labs A380. Can but I, I get it? Can I ask you a question though, Mike? You just yes. made that statement that nobody's coming uh, close to FS Labs. Mm. Four years ago, wouldn't we have said that about PMDG too? Yeah, but it's a different... They don't make Airbuses. They make 737s. But in terms of just core developing aircrafts with flight sim, yeah, you're right. But somebody came from PMDG, and PMDG never made an Airbus, and now they make FS Labs. They stopped making MD-11s, too. Oh, oh did I say that? Oh, man. Oh, Shots you mean fired. someone from, from the PMDG team went to FS Labs? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I wasn't aware of that. The boss of The boss of FS Labs used to work at md11 yeah oh that's right well we ain't got that's one. right <laughs> that is right so yeah I, I i think yeah i guess it makes sense and again we're, we're all kind of assuming here yeah for me i just feel like they just work on their own timelines that's I, valid I, I they don't, do i don't think they they fear competition i'm being honest and i don't mean that in a disrespectful mm -hmm. way where they feel like they're the they're the ish no not at all but I don't feel like them being tight lip is because they're afraid someone is going to copy them. I just feel like they they say they stuff when they're product. ready to say stuff. They they and, and you know sure. they know the type of products that they yeah. release. So and they know whatever their job. I mean, guys, it's 
let's just be honest we didn't talk to the cows come home but you know if they they, they can do a piper cub right now and, and it'll sell <laughs> I mean, just like hard to me. Nope. I'd buy it. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'd buy it. I, nope. Hard pass. You know. <laughs> you, why you wouldn't buy uh, it? Tia Dragers? Nah. Oh, yeah. But I, I'm sorry. 172, 172, John to buy it for the record. Yeah. 172 <laughs> FS. Labs, it's, it's bought. Yeah, if you're interested in that type of aircraft and FS Labs releases, that's a better way of saying it. FS Labs makes one, you're buying it. <laughs> hands down yep. there's there's, uh, there's some exceptions i mean like there's certain things that i say would never buy um one is old aircraft or retired aircraft i i stay far from them because i fly virtual airlines so yep. if anybody decide that they're gonna bring out uh md11 <clears throat> um <laughs> <laughs> or anything so i i won't even look I think the oldest aircraft that I've ever bought was the 757, and oh my gosh. Anyway, that's a different story. <laughs> oh, God. Well, they're still riding the F-11s and the 757. You're just freight hauling them. But, but I know you don't fly the, the freight thing. My, yeah. I actually I'm, I'm did, the same. Actually, I'm the same with John. I, I did a freight um, I did a freight couple nights ago. Yeah, I'm shame. I, I I wanted to do my I wanted I was recording and I tried to, I actually did wing views and I was like oh crap there's no windows on the, the cargo <laughs> and, and, and and again guys I'm I'm not talking you know I'm just kind of poking fun at you know the whole story but I mean we all know uh, you know who's behind or help with the MD11 but we just say that because I know for me personally I remember that thing dropped and even back then like the same. I can't say this. The DNA behind the MD11, I and indirectly I see that in A320. Really? You, know, you see, what I'm saying like mm. that that level of detail. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just they, all over. I the, take the, your word the for the that. Airbus line. I you take know? your word on and, that. I mean, I'm telling you, like back then when that thing dropped. I mean, guys, when I tell you uh, Satco, Satco, whatever that thing was called back then, everybody was on. They folks were selling oh, yeah. the heck out of the MD11. You know, and it was because, you know, for the time, I mean, we're talking super high fidelity guys, even for that time, you know, there's things that were done back then that they're, you know, that were pioneered on that MD-11, you know, and so that's, that's why, you know, you, you hear at times, you know, folks bring that up and, you know, um, you know, Papa Mike, you know, Delta, you know. (laughs) I kind of veer around the question because you know the gentleman behind it (laughs) you know the gentleman behind it you know um departed and went did his own thing but you just see it you know when they're you know when i'm operating the md11 i mean the um, airbus you know you 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 see a lot of a lot of that attention to detail behind it so i mean it's just you know the guy's been doing it a long time you know he he knows his product and you know and, and again that's not to say they're there are other you know options out there you know we're, we're, we're not, i'm not talking i'm not I, i'm not going to get into a comparison you know mm. or, or that i won't do with like tolis and all that that i won't do you know they you know they put out a solid product as well i'm talking you know i'm talking p3d what we have right now and i mean you know to your point mike i just i i do not think they they can be touched. You know, Airsoft's not even they they haven't even made it evident. Like they're not even competing. They're they're they're, they're, they're in trying. their own market. They're they're, they have trying. their own market. They, yep. they know they can't. You yeah. know, they know they can't. And so you know that's you know and uh, that's what I say. You know, I mean we can, you know we you know we can 
you know, talk about what we like, man. You know, F, you know, Mike, FS Labs is gonna is gonna do what they did. You know, I I love them, man. I love them. That's, <laughs> I, just, I just wish there was a. That's my only gripe. And ask John, man. I've been talking about this for years. I just I wish, know. I'm the one who brought John to FS Labs. Yep. <laughs> I didn't want I didn't want to touch them. He didn't want to nope. touch them, especially after that whole controversy. But we won't get into that. Yeah. But he he was never touching FS Labs. I know he don't I'm want to touch Sharklets, and I'm the first and one on the Sharklets. <laughs> exactly. It's so Perfect. weird how that switch. I just I just you know I mean I, I, that's how I operate. And then again, you know, part of what I do on an everyday basis, man. My stakeholders always want to know when something's ready, bro. Yeah, that, that, that when is it going to be ready? I mean, yeah. What's the we, timeline? We I, I review roadmaps on a weekly freaking basis because they always want to know what's coming and when is it coming and how's it tracking. And I get it, two different worlds. I get it, but mm-hmm. that's kind of the the DNA that I have Project to always be transparent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they just throw that out the window. You get it when yeah. you get it. I kind of, I kind of, you know, folks buy it. I kind of liken them to Apple. They they don't they don't. They keep their cards close to their chest. Yeah, but with Apple, John, you know certain, and I know this, man, because my wife's a huge Apple fan, and she will buy every product if she could. So, but you know certain times of the year when something's coming. You know, June, they got that conference thing. You know, in September, you can plan for a new phone. You know, Mm -hmm. that's changed, actually. The watches, the iPads. That's changed. but it's still roughly the same time period in the year. FS yeah. Labs told us about this chocolate two years ago, bro. <laughs> but remember the two Apple years Watch. Ago. The Apple Watch. Not so one. Now it's two but... years before as well. <laughs> I like them the to Apple. Apple. But then, all right, let's move away from that for a second. Mm-hmm. Have you ever looked on Irisoft, um a forum? No. What's his name? Um, Matty, what is it? Matthias? Matthias. Oh my gosh. This guy does get a beating from people about this <laughs> because he he always giving stuff and then he got pushed back dates and stuff like that mathis yeah mathis mm, yeah and oh i see what you mean yeah he is like i think the only company that actually got away in my opinion mm-hmm. with late i mean long delays <laughs> is how what do you call them now um quality rings <laughs> <laughs> Hey, leave my boys alone. Shot leave five, my boys like seven years late. Now you complain about two years for sharp. You know what though? I didn't feel that. I didn't feel that like how I feel FS Labs because I was never sitting around waiting for a, a, a Dreamliner. I was just on. I was, where was I? Oh yeah, it was AA Virtual. By the way, that's where I met John. John was my chief pilot at AA Virtual, <laughs> and I rem- back in the day. And I remember I forgot who it was. I don't want to tell everybody government name out there, but a certain individual posted in one of our forums. It's out, and I'm like, what's out? And I went and looked, and I'm like, oh, this looks cool. I never really had an interest in a Dreamliner. I mm-hmm. picked it up and fell in love. Loved it. So it, it it was different for me. I wasn't waiting seven years for it. <laughs> So I, but Some I, work. I get it. I get it. I get it. But 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 but, but you guys talk. I waited ten years for the Mad Dog. And Hard really? Pass. Hard pass. Not ten years, bro. <laughs> you ten waited years. so long that they're retiring. Them. They're, they're like, retiring. They're just right. sending them. <laughs> there are two planes. There are two single planes that I would wait an eternity for. Uh-huh. The um, Majestic Dash three hundred, and the reason is because that is the very first um, aircraft that I stepped mm-hmm. foot on in my life. I started flying from about six months. Really? And wow. They used it as an airline that's called LIAT. There was another one called Caribbean Airlines. Um, Leeward, um, 
I don't remember I, I don't remember the actual name but it was notorious for being late mm-hmm. losing bikes but mm-hmm. they had they had dashes the acronym that the acronym <laughs> that we used there were a few of them will be leave if able today that was one for Liat. <laughs> um, it was one leave, leave if anytime, leave at anytime or something like that. But we we made the name for to suit what how they actually were. But every six months, my mother would take me on a, one of those, and we used to mm-hmm. fly 154 miles from Barbados to my mother's country, Grenada. Mm. And when I was old enough to know, she would always take me up and ask the captain if I can see the cockpit. Oh, so, wow. dashes have uh, a sweet spot with me forever. Yeah. I mean, like, it's a pain in the backside to set up. No, oh, Lord, yeah. <laughs> I need, that thing. I don't know how you guys do it. And a bigger pain to try to land if you're not flying it every day. Every mm-hmm. Lord, yeah. But that has a special place. And the second aircraft would be the Concorde. Mm-hmm. I have always really? wanted to fly on the Concorde. I actually used to work with a handling company in Barbados, and the Concorde used to come every Saturday. And I used to be wow. passenger service agent, so I would go out. I would help some of wow. the older people with wheelchairs and stuff into the terminal. But for those few minutes, I get to go up on the Concorde. Talk to the captain. Oh wow, you've been on like one. Wow, wow. I've yeah. never been on one, dude. Oh, I've, That's yeah, awesome. I've never had the honor. I actually wow. wanted to fly the Concorde, and I was so heartbroken when they grounded they, it. And uh, up to now, you cannot convince me that what they did was right. And no, it's not that I, I'm, I'm it's right not that I'm no. insensitive to the people dying. The tragedy, they rest in yeah. peace. Mm-hmm. But that was one of the biggest in the um innovation in the aviation industry and in so human history with that one in so human history the that was the air france right yeah the air so france they, yeah so air they france. stopped concord altogether for one accident that was the nail in the coffin it was it was nearly the coffin the thing is that the concord oh, had these it. Rolls royce engines that were gas guzzlers mm-hmm. okay and so cost noise abatement mm-hmm. all that stuff kind of contributed to it maintenance got it yeah got there it. was also an i think there was an accident before that one and then oh, okay. they had they decided that they're going to reduce how many people they can actually carry so for the last few years the concord was not flying to capacity it's an expensive mm-hmm. plane and you're not feeling the seats it the made seat. no sense yeah, yeah. And then Got when everything it. became two engines and carbon, um, uh, carbon fiber, well, not carbon fiber, but you know what I mean. Carbon emissions, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it kind of killed the, it's same thing with the A380. A380 should have yeah. been going for a lot more years, but oh all, yeah, it's all about profits at the end of the day. So mm-hmm. it wasn't profitable anymore. And that last accident just killed it basically interesting you guys think it's going to make a return in a different fashion now with the new technology that we have or, or not no. really a concord but but supersonic flight for no. commercial in a commercial capacity i don't say really and the reason why i don't why say is that the reason why i don't say how many because there are some people that have actually undertaken it already the okay. the problem is that the concord back then you didn't have 
virtual conferences and stuff like that. That's a big thing mm-hmm. now with the pandemic. That's one. Mm-hmm. You had to fly to a board meeting. Had to. Right. You, you, don't, you don't have to these days. Got it. Next thing is that the airline that decide to um, take a supersonic aircraft, mm-hmm. their, their only source of revenue is passengers. Mm-hmm. Got it. That's a big risk after seeing what happened with um, COVID. You've got young planes like the 777 being retired mm-hmm. just because oh. of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so the regular airlines, there's this big initiative to make them greener and they are yeah. doing it starting with the Dreamliner, the A350 and what else? The A220. Yeah, the 777X. All of yeah. these are becoming more greener and that works out for the airline owners because it's less money they have to spend. When got you got it. a plane like a Concorde, the only source of revenue that you can put to books is passengers, cattle, mm-hmm. if you will. <laughs> so <laughs> yep. if that falls through, you don't have a leg to stand on. Whereas all you've seen planes now that you would have never thought you would have seen as a freighter, a 737 cargo plane. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, who would have thought it? But, but it's about efficiency and cost yeah. at the end of the day. I guess you're right, man. Like, to be honest, really the appeal and the allure of the Concorde is really its speed and how quickly you can get, get across the pond. Point yeah. mm-hmm. To your point, John, from a business perspective, a lot of this stuff is being done remotely now. Mm-hmm. Even when you do travel for business, do you really need to get there it at half the time? Half no. time. Right, mm-hmm. right. So, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Very good point, you know. Yeah, that's man. That's gang. That guys brought me down with that one, man. I, I thought <laughs> I I've never seen one, or at no, least I was too I young to remember. At I least, haven't either. If I and have, it, I, and it was. And I guess for me, y'all, it was just uh, what that airplane was able to accomplish and carry at that you time, know, dude. It's at insane. that time. If you, you know, I mean, those guys were like rock the the Concorde pilots, man. I was always. My you, know, you know, we always revere them. They're rock stars. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a there's a joke going around where this um this I saw on the internet a couple of weeks ago where basically you got these pilots trying to show who's more macho and stuff. You got an A three eighty pilot. I think you had somebody um, from the army doing one of those jets. And as impressive as these guys are. Anytime you hear somebody say, I flew the Concorde. That's it. <laughs> all heel, all heel. Mic drop. <laughs> yep. It's done. It's done. Because it, uh, it was not an easy airplane to fly. It, it, no, that, but it was so majestic. And if you have never seen it, I would encourage anybody to go on YouTube and pull up Concorde landings. I got to wa- I gotta watch some videos. Watching, watching that plane come in with a nose drop. And it looks like a stork coming into land. Yes. It's magnificent. Crazy. Yes. Absolutely magnificent. Yeah. And if you if you think that that was something, look at them taking off. When you see they kick those in. Really? Yeah. You just Dang, see. With, y'all got me curious You now, see man. with Fire. auto land capability. Hmm? With, with what? auto with, land capability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Auto land. The and, had auto land? Yeah. And vacate the runway. Mm-hmm. No way. Mm-hmm. 
Stop playing. Guess what? Wow. Labs had it in there. <laughs> <laughs> the Wait, Labs got vacate to vacate runway? <laughs> no. What? No, the Concord. Oh, Concord. Concord. Labs Concord. Concord. Oh, oh, Labs yeah, Concord. I was about Concord. to say. All right, we're ending the podcast right now, and I'm going to go <laughs> fire it up. But say, y'all ain't tell me that Sharkless came with break to vacate. What? <laughs> like, it's a majestic aircraft, and like I said, I think it's a travesty that they didn't invest. They could have kept it for certain things. I've seen, like, Qantas did their 747s um, around the did tours around the country. And the 747. You can imagine being on the 747 and you take off and land at yeah. the same airport. That was amazing. Yep. amazing. KLM did the same thing with the Fockers before they um, retired them. Mm-hmm. Um, tours around Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. So I felt that they should have done something. I know like Barbados got a, got a museum with the Concorde, um, but it's just sitting there. Everything is being drained and everything. Being drained. Just, yeah. I don't know how feasible it would have been to do like a tour like what they did but i think barbados is an island do some flights where you just take off go up to fifty thousand feet turn around come back down charge down my arm and a leg maybe <laughs> i don't know and people will but pay it Folks people would pay, pay for it just for, for that, that experience. experience look at oh, the yeah. look at the guys that are going up to space just mm-hmm. to say that they've been i know i ain't doing that that's a hard pass for me but i mean like, <laughs> even if i had the money so i think that is a travesty and i wish that persons in aviation would be a bit more forward thinking when it comes to these things yeah mm-hmm. it's gonna cost x and x amount but it's a piece of history that shouldn't be lost in the no. past no no wow i'm looking at this i didn't know the nose drooped yeah the, the nose, visors you can't, went you can't see if the nose stay up yeah oh duh, that yeah. Long. Yeah. Yeah. yeah when you land you can't see the ground so, so the nose had to drop yeah and what was the visor for um, uh, the hood, the, the extreme heat, yeah, the extreme uh, heat. You want to be slick going across whew, there, so that will come a, up. What a piece of machine, man! I mean, just insane, man. I, I mean, aircraft talking. that had delta wings. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Outside of the army, is the only ever aircraft that actually had delta wings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That makes sense. So, who operated them? It was uh, British Airways, British Airways, Air, Air France, France, and KLM. KLM didn't have one though. Oh, okay. It was. It, I think it was only those. Yeah, the, I think it was only them. There's a bit of history between um, about that as well with the Americans. Um, it was actually a race between the Americans and the Europeans to have a supersonic mm. aircraft. Boeing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, to build one. Yeah. yeah Boeing had Boeing had one in the books. Yeah. Uh, Russia oh, so did who, one. Who built with the, the Concorde? France. One four four. Oh, France. France built the Concorde. Ah. The last flight was 2003. Damn, that, that, it wasn't that long ago. Mm-mm. Oh, why I felt like they retired earlier. Interesting. Mm-mm. I mean, Russians, they, they, they had a flying the uh, prototype, but they, but they couldn't, couldn't, couldn't get it right. That's not, that's not, um, impossible to believe when it comes to Russian aircraft. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think if I had to, fly on a Russian aircraft, the only one that I would uh, be so brave to do that with would probably be an Antonov. <laughs> Even then, I'm not 100% Antonov sure. Too. Hmm? Do Antonov. Yeah, I'll do an Antonov. <laughs> yeah. It got six inches. I mean, like, chances of everything going wrong on all six inches got <laughs> slipped and then... <laughs> if it is, that means it's just time, bro. Yep. <laughs> time, <man. laughs> You're just unlucky. 
Cashing your chips. <laughs> oh man! Oh guys, this is this is this is fun for sure. This has been a blast, man. We got to do this again more often. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. So, John, man, what do you got going on, man? What do you what do you, what do you have planned? You know, any any social media, any uh, social media um, streaming shouts you wanna uh, you, you want you wanna share to people? Ah, uh, I don't know. Might mean like. You guys know that I stream occasionally. I mean, I see occasionally. Uh, yeah, occasionally. <laughs> once, in a, occasionally. once in a blue mood, I mean, like, um, I don't know. I, I, I hate my voice. I absolutely hate to hear my voice. Come on. Your, your, your voice is fine. I am no not even listening to, to this, this when you guys put it out. I'm not even going to listen to this. I can't. You better. Yeah, you better. No one man. likes so to listen is, to their own voice. It's awesome. Um, it's, it's good content. <laughs> I, I, am at a, I am at a disadvantage with streaming because of the time zones. Like, mm. right now, I don't know what time it is by you, but it's six minutes past midnight my time. And oh my gosh! When you when you look at the guys that are streaming and has audiences, it's usually around this time, um, and it's US time. Yeah, mm. it's hard for me to be able to stream at this time, not wake my wife, and still get up early in the morning to take my daughter to school. So um, yeah, that's tough. For the most part, I have relied mainly on videos. Um, mm. I. I kind of have more fun with the videos because, like, I don't have to talk. <laughs> I don't. Have to, I don't have to worry that somebody's there. I talked to the FS2 crew first officer, and we both in hog heaven, as they say. But um, <laughs> I, I plan to put stuff up more frequently. Um, I can't guarantee mm-hmm. it be a stream. Um, mm-hmm. It all depends. I just. Sometimes I do videos and I record. I record every single flight that I do. It's just sometimes you don't find it fun. I mean, like some person might look at it and be like, "Yeah," but mm-hmm. to edit it, and then you know that my videos are always in 4K, so it takes about four hours to convert. <laughs> and then it takes. Yeah. And if I do a video for about um, an hour. That video is actually 57 gigabytes, 57 to 60 gigabytes. It takes about a day to upload wow. to YouTube. So that's the main reason why I haven't been putting a lot of stuff up. But I am hoping now that I'm more into MFS, that I can do a lot more. It still have a couple of issues that like when you're coming into Perrier airports where my frames tank and I can't mm-hmm. figure out this yet but I'm mm-hmm. hoping that I can release more content soon I've got the flight training to prioritize obviously so um, waiting to see what happens with that and if I have downtime I'll fly and I'll record but we'll see oh cool cool cool, cool. nice man well like I told people you're the one who kind of got me into content creating so we gotta we gotta see you continue to do it too man but i I know it's it's a lot bro like it's a lot of work people underestimate it but it is work yeah yeah i I see you guys have a schedule and i'm like yeah that's a hard pass for me that's been going out the window (laughs) man it's been yeah it's Yes, uh, I was I was yeah, trying I mean, to stick to three times a week, and then man, you see me, I hit like crazy. What, I don't know how you guys seven thirty eight this morning. 
Yeah, man. You just do it when you can now. Mine yeah, it's when looking you can. at like once a week these days, but you just do it when you can. Yeah. You know. What about you, uh, Mr. Green? What you got going? Well, man, a whole lot. You know, just trying to get get this uh, trying to get this acquisition. Yeah, we're not letting you off the hook without planes. I did score some here, but plane, and I I plan to come test. Oh man, did you? Dang, yeah, (laughs) yeah, cat, yeah, cat one. So I'm I'm in the market for a two ten. Been looking for a two ten. So went looked one yesterday. That fell through. Uh, Just didn't feel right. So we we walked away. So uh, and it's the one with the retractable gear. Yep, with retractable gear. I'm there. I am there. (laughs) Yep. So. Um. Yeah, we've been we've been, we've been we've been supposed to check one out probably next weekend. Check, take, a, take a look at it, see what happens, man, and see if we can make a deal. But yeah, um, crossing over, man, crossing over. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. That's gonna be dope, Looking man. I told to you, it. man. Once you get that, I'm coming down. I would crystal ball. Just say go uh, to Texas. Go to Texas. So now I need to cook an 18 pound brisket, guy. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Make room. <laughs> but yeah, what about you, Mr. Mike? Man, you've been streaming. You've been heck. You sent one today, didn't you? In real world. Yeah, yeah, man. I was up today. I was up uh, yesterday too, man. I just just trying to get it in and continue to just be consistent, man. COVID really threw threw mm-hmm. things off and mm-hmm. just trying to shake it off and things have been looking better so we're gonna we're gonna continue to do it i want to get better at footage too man because i know lots I of folks are giving me feedback and you know john too man like i gotta get better at that stupid gopro that i gotta find something else that'll work a little longer what, what if what now if you need more what, GoPros. What if, that's all you need more, more GoPros. yeah four but gopros or something like that but yeah, expensive. Oh my gosh, man. They're expensive, and then they only let the battery life is an hour. Now I see why people carry so many damn batteries. Yeah. It's it's insane. Went, I'm gonna tell y'all, man. I went up yesterday, bro, and filming anything was like the last thing was on my mind. Oh, yeah, my. It was not. Yeah. Hit IMC. It, man, I wouldn't worry about filming nothing. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I couldn't imagine. I don't see how those guys do. They have like eight GoPros. You know, yeah, recording. Some guys get crazy. Oh man. They get remotes for those though. <sighs> like that what too, eight remotes <laughs> no no what they do is they it's all capturing that stuff they get into they they have the apps to do the remotes but also when they go to edit man they gotta that's a lot of work lot to of work, put all man. that footage together and time it correctly it's that's a lot of work i'll, I'll probably go with one more gopro but no more than two mm-hmm. no more than two but yeah that's that's pretty much it. and like i said man trying to do streams at least once a week these days yeah, see if man. I can get more in, but yeah. it is what it is man Priorities first. Yeah, priorities first, man, for sure. Yeah. Well, man, brother uh, brother Mike, want to take us out, man? Yes. Ladies and gents, thanks again for uh, tuning in to another episode of the Closed Traffic Podcast. Thanks to our special guest, Mr. Gren Irie Bajan himself. You guys John! Mr. John on YouTube. We'll link his uh, his channel in the description here. Uh, but Gren Irie Bajan on YouTube. Uh, very nice tutorials. He streams every once in a while, as you heard. But his <laughs> bread and butter are those tutorials, man. So if you're looking to learn something, especially in P3D, Absolutely. check him out. Cheers. John, thanks for being with us today, man. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. All right, guys. So we're um, 
Well, that's it for us. I don't have nothing, man. I just got a <laughs> got the middle weight on the be. So, <laughs> till next time, ladies and gentlemen, you guys keep the blue side up, and we'll see you later. Take care. See ya. See ya.